All right. So this week we were reading about the mitzvah of making the world a home for Hashem. Torah says, "Make from me a, a mikdash. Make from me a base of mikdash." Hashem says, "And I'll dwell within them." It doesn't say I'll dwell within it. It's I'll dwell within them. So we all have heard before explanation. The reason why it says in them in the plural is because Hashem doesn't just want to have a home in one location, one way Samigdash. He wants to have a home within every single Jew. Every Jew is meant to make themselves to be a, a Mikdash, a holy place for Hashem. But how do you do it? How do you make yourself a Mikdash for Hashem? So, the similar components that are done in the base of Mikdash on a, regular, on a daily basis those components also have to be within ourselves. Whatever was there has to be within us. And also, just like in the construction of the, of the base of the Mishkan, there was various components used to make the base of Mikdash, make, make the Mishkan. So those components also have to exist within ourselves, and we have to use those same components in order to make ourselves a base of Mikdash. So let's focus on one of the items that was used to make the base of Mikdash. It says that the one of the major components that they used to make the Mesa Migdash was the wood. And the wood was was from a place called Shitim. So Shitim on the surface is not a good thing. It says that Shitim was a place the Jewish people sinned and uh, with daughters of Moab. So it's the opposite of something which is holy. So the question is, what does this have to do with making the, our, ourselves a holy place for Hashem? And on the sur- surface, it's exactly the opposite. So Chassidah says that the word shitim means to be foolish, means to be crazy. And there are two different kinds of foolishness. The Ramam says that in every character trait, there are um, in every character trait there are two extremes let's say that I'm talks about for example about humility it could be it could be very arrogant and it could be overly humble excessively humble so Ram says you should always choose the middle path don't go too far to, don't, don't be too extreme you could be stingy and you could be not, not, not thinking at all about when it comes to uh, using your money so the Ramam says, you have to be, choose a middle path. So the idea of shitim, shitim means to turn off, not to be in a regular order, but to turn off to do, to do things which are not, not in regular order. So when the Jewish people sinned the daughters of Moab, that was an example of them going lower than logic. The Torah says a person doesn't do an Aveda, that's the spirit of madness enters them. Spirit of foolishness enters them. That's why a person makes a mistake, because spirit of craziness enters them. The Hebrew word for Wonderful, wonderful. It's coffee if you want. It's kosher. So the um, Mishkan was made with this wood. What does this mean? So, let's first analyze the, um, 
the word board for a second before we go back to the meaning of of the uh, of the word shitim. The word board in the Hebrew has is keresh. Keresh, the same letters kuf reishin, could, could also be spelled sheker. It could also could spell kesher, which means connected. It can mean a lie. It could also spell connection. So it says, Chassidim used the expression, the world liked, the world lies. It means Hashem made the world in a way that it lies. The world conceals ungodliness. The world says, I am. And the truth is, the world does not exist by itself. Chassidim says, Alta writes this in Gershakeshim Chafei and Simon Chaf. He says, only Hashem, who has no source, everything in the world has a source, but only Hashem has no source. Hashem has no source that makes Hashem, right? Hashem is, exists without any source. So the reason why we feel in the world that we don't have a source, we feel, not that we, we know the truth that Hashem makes us every second, but the reason why we feel that we have no source is because this world is connected to God's essence. Just like God's essence has no source, therefore that, that reflects also in our feelings that we feel we have no source. Someone once asked, I think it was Deborah Shab, everything has a source in Torah. Where does atheism come from? What's the, what's the value of atheism? So Deborah Shab said, if I remember correctly, it was Deborah Shab, it was another tzaddik. He said that when someone needs a favor, you have to be an atheist. You shouldn't say, oh, Hashem will help you. <laughs> someone needs a favor, if to be, the buck stops here, what could I do? You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, say, rely on Hashem. When someone needs a favor, you have to say, I'm, I'm the guy. And you need a favor, then you could say Hashem will help. But when someone else needs a favor, you should be, I gotta take care of this. Anyway, so, so because the world is created in a way that it lies, it says that I'm here by myself, that causes us to have a connection to the world in an unhealthy way. It causes a connection that we become attached to the world in, in, a, in a way that doesn't make sense, in a way that, that, that's, 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 that's lower than logic. So the, the connection that we have to the physical is lower than logic. Why is it? What creates that, that feeling? It's because the veld lie, because of the lie of the world. It makes the world, confuses us and makes us think that, that, that this is a reality. The famous story with the Mithla Rebbe. Mithla Rebbe was a child. He was very playful. He used to, used to hang out with the chassidim, big chassidim, Shmuel Munkis, other great chassidim. And he heard one chassid ask the other, asked Shmuel, asked another chassid, I think it was a Gerari. He said, how's life? So he says, times are tough and business is slow. So Mithla Rebbe, was a child, and he says, why are you asking him? It says, so in, it says in the Torah, clear, as a little child. He says, I'll tell you how, you, you know why a person gets sad. It says in the Torah. It says, It says their idols are, are made of silver and gold. The work of the hands of man. What makes a person, which means their idols, could also mean their sadness. What makes a person sad? It makes a person sad is by thinking that silver and gold, but I'm thinking that our financial success or not success, is the work of the hands of man. When you think that, that silver and gold is the work of the hands of man, you're going to get sad. And what happens as a result is, they have mouths and cannot speak. You may daven, may say the words of davening, but there's no feeling in it. You may say words of Torah, but you don't, you're not conscious of what Torah is. You see divine providence, but you don't see it. It, it goes over your head. As You hear it, it's a word of inspiration. It goes over your head. You don't have a sense of smell. You, don't have, you, 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 don't, you can't sense where 
where there is a place of inspiration, where the good things are, and where the other things are. But why is what starts it all is by thinking that silver and gold are just physical. It's the work of the hands of man. It doesn't mean whether you think that you're good at what you're doing or you think you're not good at what you're doing, it doesn't matter. You're going to get sad if you think it has to do with you because eventually you're, you're uh, limited in what you could do and what you can't do. When you think it's on you, you're going to get sad. Therefore, the key to not getting sad, the key to, the key to being besimcha, being happy, is by realizing that the silver and gold is in the hands of Hashem. And this is the, this is the opposite of what the world tells us. The world lies to us and, and makes us attached to it in an unhealthy way. But what are we meant to do? So what we're meant to do is to transform the lie of the world and to make, instead of the lie of the world, we're supposed to make a connection to Hashem. And through this connection, through trend, going against the grain of the world, and making the world a place for Hashem, what, are you supposed to, what happens is that the world itself becomes a board, a holy board, a holy place for Hashem. So in other words, our natural tendency is to go logic, lower than logic and reason. It says in Tanya, in chapter 4, Gersa Kedesh, the author discusses over there why tzedakah is called circumcision. Why tzedakah is circumcision. Altarbis says that human nature is they, they get engrossed in physical and financial in a way that's lower than logical reason. Altarbis says, do things and say things which are totally not intelligent. So what happens as a result of getting so engrossed in the physical is that it causes there to be this foreskin on your heart. It causes you to have this, this covering so that you, cannot, you can't feel the love for Hashem. Our, our engagement and our enthusiasm in the physical causes a layer of, 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 of grubka, a layer of coarseness to prevent us from feeling how we're supposed to feel. That's what the Torah says, be called mishman tzalibcha. Protect your heart from everything that guards it. In other words, don't let things guard your heart. Be called mishman, whatever is guarding your heart, whatever is preventing your heart from feeling, take that off. How do you do that? So Alter says, when we give staka. Staka, in order to earn that money, you put so much into it, you put so much of your heart and mind, and your, more than your heart and mind, deeper, lower than logic and reason, you put into making that money. When you give it away with Simcha to Hashem, the altar says, You save your soul. Why? Because just like when you got involved in earning this money, you went lower in logic and reason. So when you give it away, you're, you're, you're doing the exact reverse thing, and you're, you're, you're removing all of that attachment, and you're giving it to Hashem. The altar says, even if, what, if you need that money for sure you're giving your life to Hashem and even if you didn't uh, even if you don't need that money so much Altima says when you give money to Tzedakah it's Hashem. says since you're able to use that money to buy something which can sustain you you can buy food so when you give away that money to Tzedakah Altima says it's you're giving your life to Hashem and that causes this reverse effect that uncovers your heart so so there is there is a a middle road that Ramam says. And then there is going lower than logical reason with what the world causes us to do and to make the world a home for Hashem. So we have to go the opposite extreme. We have to go beyond logical reason. We have to serve Hashem not just in a limited way. As Gomorrah says a famous story about Rabbi Yudu Bari Eloi. Yudu Bari Eloi, when he would ever come to a wedding, he would uh, dance at weddings in a crazy way. Crazy in the standards of the uh, decor that was expected of, of, of a sage of his caliber he would go to the wedding and he would juggle myrtle he would juggle 
and he was he was juggling Myrtle. He's arguing the Gemara exactly what he did. And Reb Zayda, seeing what he was doing, Reb Zayda says, "You're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing us. This is not the way, the way to act for a sage of your of your stature." So you're compromising your position in front of in front of all and making us all look bad. So Rabbi Yudabai Eloi didn't pay attention to him. He kept on dancing at weddings in a crazy way. And uh, when he passed away, the Gemara says that a pillar of fire separated when he passed away between his coffin and everyone else. And the, and the Gemara says this happens to one person in a generation. Only one person does this have this distinction. There's a pillar of fire separating them and the rest of the funeral procession, something which is very unusual, very, 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 uh, doesn't, don't see this often. So the same Reb Zeda who said, you're embarrassing us, same Reb Zeda says, you know why this happened? The, she says, there, there are three versions of what Reb Zeda said. One opinion is, Reb Zeda says, his path is what helped Saba. This sage was helped by his path. Another opinion is, he said, he, what, he, what helped him, what made him, Go above, above all of us was his craziness. Another opinion is Hanley Shitze, his Hanley uh, Shitze, his the, the myrtle, the myrtle that he was that he was throwing around. That's what helped him. That's what gave him this the unique distinction. Either way, all the opinions are saying the same point, basic point, which is that the fact that he not only acted crazy sometimes. But acted crazy all the time. He never came to weddings. That's what put him on a different level beyond everyone else. That's what gave him this higher level that that, that, that gave him this special revelation of godliness at his funeral, which doesn't just mean that there was a fireworks at his funeral. That means that he was on a whole different level than everyone else. What what brought him to that distinction? It's separated between him and the rest of everyone. Huh? There's a there's a there's a coffin. There's everyone behind him, and the and the and the, the coffin is moving away from everyone. They they can't go close to it because the fire has been separating between them and him. So that shows. Doesn't other writes in Tanya, in the Gersh Kaisif Simchav Zayin, that on the day a person passes away, there's a revelation of all they accomplished in the world. So they could see in this world who he was. They couldn't see it before. It says also about Rabbi Shimba Yechoi. It says that until he passed away, he didn't reveal the real secrets. Most, the Rebbe Rashab used the expression, most of what he revealed was on the day he passed away. Whatever he revealed before was nothing compared to what he revealed on the day he passed away. Like that was a great revelation from Yechai. Anyway, so, so, so there is being going lower than logic and reason. We all know what that is. And, and there's going beyond logic and reason. But doesn't Ramam say you have to go in the middle route? Ramam says you have to go in the middle. So why are we saying if to go beyond logic reason and the, the Mishnah has to be made by going higher than logic? Why, why, why is that a thing? It would seem that Ramam tells us the way of serving God. Go in the middle route. Why, why are you going above logic reason? So there's two explanations. Explanation number one is a similar explanation the Rebbe gave for many things. Like people ask the Rebbe, why are we learning Chassidus nowadays? My grandfather didn't learn Chassidus. The Rebbe said, your grandfather didn't read the newspaper. Your grandfather wasn't involved in the physical the way the way, the way, you, the way you are. So if your grandfather didn't read the newspaper, he didn't read the chassidus, but you are involved in the physical different way. You need something more light in your life. That's why we need chassidus. In a similar way, they said about the, this subject. 
if we didn't have this 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 sense of passion for the physical, which is lower than logic and reason, then we wouldn't need to go beyond logic and reason. But because each of us knows that we have this attachment to the physical, which is lower than logic, we all know that we have an animal. We have an animal inside of us. We can all present to the world that we're very, very minumasim, <laughs> where we're... Uh, you can hide the animal. We're, we're, we're very satechna, uh, we're very mannered, but the, everyone knows we have an animal. And it depends on how you step on our toes and whichever way it is, the animal's going to come out different ways. Everyone has an animal. That's, uh, and it's not, it's not okay to, to just hide it. You know, uh, no, their the, the wings uh, that you have uh, may be in the dry cleaners, you know? So, so, so you're stuck over there just with your animal. You can't hide it. What are you supposed to do? So the antidote, what you're supposed to do about your animal is to go beyond logic and reason. Since you are attached to the physical lower than logic and reason, therefore you have to go beyond logic and reason. That's like the technology gave out Staka. That, that because we're attached lower, the altar says that in Tanya, therefore you have to give Tzedakah, to give your life to Hashem by giving Tzedakah. But not just in a limited way, but to go beyond logic and reason. The analogy that's given in Basilagani is the time you spend to Lantera, the time you spend to Davin. The Altar says, the previous Rebbe writes that um, people give priority to physical things. They set times for when they're going out to business, going out to work. Some people, like, they can't think after 9 o'clock because it's, it's 9 o'clock, I'm supposed to be at my desk. It doesn't matter what's going on, but it's, it's right now, it's work time. So the previous Rebbe said that when it comes to learning time, learning time gets pushed off easily without any, any, any strong reason. But he says, think about it. The whole purpose of creation is and then a soul should come to this world to give light to the world through Torah. And so the main purpose of why you're here, it's, it's, it's not valuable to you. And the things which are so external, so physical, they become the main thing. Everyone spoke about the idea of education. The whole idea of education, everyone says, is al-tikri. What's al-tikri mean? You find the word al-tikri very often. Al-tikri means don't read the verse this way, read it that way. Don't read it this way, read it that way. So a child, and not just a child, an adult also, we all need to be educated. What, how, why do we need to be educated? Because the world tells us this is exciting, this is, this is geschmack, this is enjoyable. And these things are, are, are not enjoyable, not exciting, meaningless. So the whole idea of education to a child is, is I'll don't look at things the way they are on the surface. Realize that the davening and the learning which doesn't look like you're gaining anything by doing that. Doesn't look like your your, your bank account isn't changing by, by doing that. I'll take it. Don't look at it the way things seem. We don't know anything about the physical. We don't know anything at all. We look at the physical world. We think we get it. It was I read yesterday a story. Rabbi David Raskol Shalom. He was getting married in New York, and his parents were living in Israel. So his father wrote to the Rebbe, "We can't afford to come to the wedding." Usually. The Rebbe told people not to get into debt to travel to New York to see the Rebbe. Many, many letters. The Rebbe writes to people, don't get into debt, don't borrow money. But here, unusually, the Rebbe says the reason why you have money is in order to, in order to use it for good things. You think, it's very sharp, you think that if you don't go to the wedding, you have money left in your pocket. You won't. Because the money is not meant for, it's only meant for this. So if it's not going to be used for this, it's going to, be, it's going to get lost a different way. And therefore, the Rebbe says you should come to the wedding. And it's a simcha, it's a joy, and it's, that's what money's meant for. You should feel good about it. And, 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 and he writes back to him again, saying, like, but he has all these debts, all these, but this is what the money's meant for. You, you, you can't, you can't, you can't. Anyways, so, um, 
So the previous Rebbe says that we have to have the same kind of devotion that we have to our business and to our physical food and drink and whatever, and our eating times and our business times. That's the same way we have to look at our times for learning. So be that set, it can't be changed, as Beard uh, Yarm always uses the expression, in session. It has to be time, for, time learning. It has to be it's in session. Nothing is going to change it. This is the way it's going to be. So, the, so again, so the first reason why we need to go beyond logic and reason is because we have this, we have this tendency, we have this attraction to go lower than logical reason. There's a second reason we have to go higher than logical reason. What are we trying to do? Trying to make a home for Hashem. Who is Hashem? Does Hashem fit in our logic? If Hashem fits in our minds. Hashem is logical. Hashem, Hashem is beyond logic and reason. And therefore, in order to make a home for Hashem, you have to also go beyond logic and reason. Tez in the Torah, and the Zohar says, no thought can grasp Hashem at all. No, not just our thoughts. Even the thoughts of Meishar Rabbeinu. Tez of Meishar Rabbeinu. You know how the Torah describes Meishar Rabbeinu? It's unbelievable. This is only in Judaism. You never, Chatz Shalom. if another, another religion, went write this, anyone who writes this about the leader of any other religion, Lahavdil, they would get, they would, there, would be such, there would be riots in the streets if you said this. We write this about our, our greatest leader. What do we write about Meishar Rabbeinu? Peti Yamal Chodavar. He was a fool who believed everything. Fool who believed everything. That's, that's Meishar Rabbein. Peti Yamal Chodavar is Meishar Rabbein. What? Why are you calling Meishar the fool who believed everything? There was a Israeli reporter who was in the audience of the Rebbe and she wrote about her uh, impression of the Rebbe. She said something like this. This is a genius. Every subject. Unbelievable. But when it comes to faith, it comes to things about of, 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 of principles of faith, he's like a three-year-old. It's like a three-year-old. He, it's, it's obvious to him. Like, no, not, what are you talking about? This is it's, that's, so, in other words, the, the connection we have to Hashem is through our emunah, through our faith in Hashem. Hashem is beyond logic. So our approach to Hashem also, also, has to also be beyond, beyond logic. How are you going to make a home for Hashem with logic? Logic isn't, doesn't, doesn't touch the infinite. So just like Hudabari Loi, he went crazy at weddings and, and his approach to, to uh, Judaism was going beyond logic. So too we, when we talk about making ourselves a home for Hashem, it's important, our, our, very, our approach to this is we have to give it our all, go beyond logic and reason. And again, number one, because we have this animal in us, therefore the way to counter the animals by going beyond logic and reason. And number two, since the, the home we're making is for Hashem, therefore we have to also... Just like Hashem is beyond logic, also we have to do something minimal in our own, even though it's not really, our beyond logic is still limited. But we have to go beyond ourselves. There's a word from the Ramami Pano. Ramami Pano, he quotes a Pasuk. He says, my beloved ran to the mountains, the, the fragrant mountains. He says, these mountains are, are very tall mountains. And the Ramami Pano says, these mountains represent very lofty revelations of godliness. The question is, they're just physical mountains. Why they represent this, this great revelation? And the answer is, is because they, there is a, uh, physically, they're very high, because the physically high mountains, they represent something which is spiritually high. Although mountains are physical, but, and, and the height of mountain is limited, of course, yet because it's in our world, it's high, so it represents also Something that which is infinite. So in a similar way, we Davening Hashem tells us, "Love me, behold me, with all your might. Go beyond logic and reason. Even though our infinite is finite, and when you go beyond ourselves, that connects to Hashem's infinite. That makes that, so to make a home for Hashem. 
Yishchanti b'seicham is by us going beyond our, our limitations. L'chaim. Thank you, everyone.